0: In the holy name of Jesus, amen. The Gospel of Mark, the Gospel we've been reading for the last year, begins with Jesus preaching a very simple message. He preaches, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent, and believe the good news. That's it, one sentence. It's a simple message, but the message embodies a transformation. Transformation being summed up in the word, Repent. That means turn around, stop going that way, and start going this way, following Jesus. Over the last month or so, Pastor Bruzek has led us through the joys and blessings of being children who take God at his word. Simple idea, but transformative. Transformative for us who are adults, anyways us who are adults that need to be children, living like the kingdom of God is now. Living as children and taking Jesus at his word is both at the same time frightening and wonderful. The frightening and wonderful are in the transforming. In the transforming power, the simple message that Jesus actually speaks to the rich man in today's Gospel reading. The wonderful news is that eternal life is within reach. It can be received now, but that rich young man will need to live within Christ and his gifts in following him along his way. And of course, the frightening thing is that he'll have to give up everything in order to receive the life God would have for him. For the rich man, taking Christ at his word will mean living as if there is more to life than simply what is temporal, what is seen, what is earthly. One of the dangerous effects of living in a world that is in fact broken, painful, oppressed, violent, and deadly is that people begin to believe that this is just the way things are, that there's not more to this. And of course, Jesus this morning is saying, the eternal life, the abundant life, will begin when the man gives up all of his money to those who, in fact, are broken, are in pain, are oppressed, are violated, and are sick. Also for the rich man, taking Christ at his word will mean engaging in opportunities to impose, to oppose the thinking and behavior that actually exploits the world by selling his possessions and giving to the poor. Jesus, in a sense, is telling the young man, the exploited treasure you have in this life isn't valuable, but the real treasure, the treasure that will last, is the one you have in eternal life. See, Jesus isn't an additive this morning, like STP in your oil. That makes your life run better. Rather, Jesus is a whole new kind of energy, a whole new life to live. And Personally, I find it very intimidating to read this gospel lesson, to think that the structure of my life may be turned upside down, inside out, when I follow Christ along his way. But it depends upon, I guess, how I see myself and how each one of us see our own selves. Because the wonderful thing is that in the Gospels, the outcasts of society, those who have nothing left to lose, are now brought into the center of the kingdom of God. So think about the motley crew that Jesus assembled and called apostles. He called disciples from all walks of life. But usually from the walks of life that were considered outcasts. Those, in fact, who were poor and had nothing left to lose. And I guess this is where the sadness comes. When many of the conventionally good people of Jesus' day and, in fact, today, those who have been long-time members, religious leaders, who decide to not follow Jesus, not rejoice in the kingdom of God that's now. Jesus is saying that the convenience ethic of the Ten Commandments, perhaps the western suburb ethic of the Ten Commandments, is insufficient. Because anyone can get that at any religious establishment. And perhaps that's why things are so intimidating, because taking God at his word will require something radical, something that's transformative. But the Gospels are clear, that when we hear Christ's word saying the kingdom of God is at hand, we either follow him or we walk away. Like the rich man, we can go away sorrowful, trusting in ourselves and this world. Or we can give up believing that it's in our stuff that we'll have security. And begin living eternal life now. Based on the reality that our Lord's gift of his death and resurrection is means we now have nothing to lose because, in fact, we have everything in Jesus Christ. This is, in fact, what makes Jesus' love so powerful. With the uncertainty of the job market and our struggle to make ends meet, I think we wonder if we can live like Jesus would have us live, giving up everything for the sake of the poor. In order for this to happen, it will take repentance, and it will take being a child, and it will, in fact, now take us to become poor. The thing is, though, Christians cannot neglect the service of love any more than we can neglect the service of the word and sacrament. Rather, Jesus' love, the love that he spoke to the man this morning, is the only love that will transform us into the community that proclaims, God's word celebrates the sacraments and in fact exercises our Lord's love. For the community, Jesus' love isn't a welfare program that could be equally done by some other organization. But it's in fact an expression of who we are. In a sense, It is our essence. It's an indispensable expression of our nature as being loved by God. A community that doesn't accept the status quo, but rather looks for ways to serve rather than exploit, gives up everything in order to tell the world that in Christ Jesus, true treasure, eternal life, can can be experienced